this is the City of Iowa City formal work meeting on February 1st, 2021, and I'm calling it to order. Roll call, please. Alter? Here. Burgess? Here. Harmson? Here. Taylor? Here. Teague? Here. Thomas? Here. Weiner? Here. All right, welcome everyone that is in person and also to those that are virtually. We welcome you today. The first item on our agenda is going to be the proclamation, item number two. And 2A is proclamation for Black History Month. Whereas each year, Black History Month is observed in February, and whereas the origins of Black History Month date back to 1915, when Dr. Carter G. Woodson found the organization known today as the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. And whereas observing Black History Month provides opportunities to gain a greater, to gain a deeper understanding of African American history and knowledge the centuries of struggles for equality and freedom. And whereas Black History Month also celebrates the achievements and contributions that African Americans have made and shaping our country, society, and communities. And whereas every year, the Association for the Study of African American Life and History sets a theme for Black History Month. And the theme for 2022 is Black Health and Wellness. And whereas this year's Black History Month theme acknowledges the legacy of not only black scholars and medical practitioners in Western medicine, but also other ways of knowing Throughout the African diaspora, the 2022 theme considers activities, rituals, and initiatives that black communities have done to be well, explores the complexity and dynamic of African-American families and their stories throughout history. And whereas to participate in observing Black History Month, those interested can visit the African-American Museum of Iowa to learn more about the origins of the month this year's theme, and Black History in Iowa. Now, therefore, I, Bruce Teague, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby proclaim February 2020 as Black History Month and encourage everyone to observe this month by acknowledging the history and challenges faced by African Americans and paying tribute to the, this community for its strength, perseverance, character, and contributions all of which enrich our lives. And to receive this is Roger Lucella from the Human Rights Commissioner. Thank you, sir. I have a few remarks here. Black history is American history. No question, no arguments there. Yes, it's that time of the year where we as a nation honor the impact and contribution of African Americans in the United States. It's the time where we teach about Dr. King, George Washington Carver, Frederick Douglass, Rosa Parks, and countless other people that have made this country great. But how genuine is the honor if he only lasts one short month. The accomplishment of black people does not fit in one month. The fact is, black people have been making 
great achievement since the beginning of this country and have been part of the creation and the foundation of many things we all hold dear. Black History Month should not just be the time to celebrate African-American history or celebrate those that have paved the way for many of us. It should also be the time to challenge our nation to stop teaching black history as a footnote. We deserve better. Black people continue to make history every day, even here in our own community. Our very own Mayor Teague, my friend, made history as the first openly gay black man to serve as our mayor. This year, my friend Hossein Porter from the Board of Supervisors made history as the first African-American chair of the Johnson County Board of Supervisors. I challenge you to commit using your influence in this room to push the issue that black history is American history. And to quote Maya Angelou, wanna be wonderful when black history and Native American history and Jewish history and Latino history is all US history and taught from one single book. Until that becomes a reality, we will continue to celebrate <laughs> black history. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Lucella, for your remarks. We are on to item number three, which is our consent agenda, items three through seven. Could I get a motion, please? So move, Thomas. Move approval of the consent agenda. Second. I'll give it to Weiner and seconded by Taylor. And would anyone from the public like to address an item that is on the consent agenda, which is items three through seven? And we do have those that are online. If you're online, you can raise your hand and I'll acknowledge you. Seeing no hands raised. Council discussion. Roll call, please. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. We are on to item number eight, which is our public comment time, community comment time. And individuals will be given three minutes to speak. The community period will end at 7 p.m. unless an extension is needed for 30 minutes maximum, which we won't need that today. Um, and if someone is wanting to speak, if you're online, if you can raise your hand at this time so that I can acknowledge you. And if you're in the audience, I ask that you sign in where they are at that table, and then please line up so that I can acknowledge you. And we'll start um, in person here with our first speaker. Please state your name and city. Welcome. Buenas tardes, mi nombre es Nino Campos. soy de la Coalición de Trabajadores Excluidos de Iowa City. 
Uh, good afternoon. My name is Nurka Campos. I'm from the Excluded Worker Fund of Iowa City. Estamos agradecidos por el 1.5 millones de dólares que han brindado al apoyo de los trabajadores excluidos. We're very thankful for the 1.5 million that you have brought in aid to the excluded workers. Donde pienso que se debe atender con prioridad a todos los trabajadores excluidos. Which I think that it is a priority to take care of all the excluded workers. Porque fueron los más afectados durante la pandemia sin tener ningún tipo de beneficio. Because they were the most affected in the pandemic without having any type of benefit. Ustedes aprobaron un proceso para la distribución del dinero para los trabajadores excluidos. You approved a mode of distribution of the money to the excluded workers. Lo cual se debe respetar. Which must be respected. Yo pienso que ustedes tienen que actuar de una manera colaborativa. I think that you have to act in a collaborative way. Y responsable. And a responsible way. Nosotros no, tenemos, nosotros no tuvimos una igualdad equitativa como las demás personas. We did not have the same uh, equality as everybody else. Pienso que deberían de trabajar mano a mano con la coalición de trabajadores excluidos. I, th I believe that you should work hand in hand with the coalition of excluded workers. Para, asegurar, para asegurarnos que el condado de Johnson cumpla y respete ese acuerdo. To ensure that Johnson County meets and respects that accord. Para que distribuyan y se respete el fondo de los trabajadores excluidos. To distribute and respect that fund that is for the excluded workers. No es justo que ahora cambien o ya cambiaron. It's not fair to now change it or to already have changed it. El programa que se creó desde el principio para los trabajadores excluidos. The program that has from the beginning been for the excluded workers. A ponerle el nombre de impacto negativo. And to now name it uh, to negative impact. Es inaceptable. It's unacceptable. Que ahora simplemente en este proceso de ayuda. That now in this process of help. El sistema de lotería. It's going to be a, a lottery system. Donde entrarían posibilidades. Where it would be a possibility. Que las personas tuvieran menos aciertos para recibir esta ayuda. That people would even have a lower chance of receiving this help. Esto es para mi persona. This is for me personally. Una modalidad de apuesta. A way of gambling. Donde cientos de personas quedarían nuevamente excluidas. Where hundreds of people would once again be excluded. Donde ustedes saben que desde el principio se luchó para un fondo de trabajadores excluidos. When you know that from the beginning we've been fighting for a fund for the excluded workers. Donde ese fue el acuerdo de su votación. And that was the agreement of the voting. Y como ellos queremos que se respete. And we want it to be respected. Para que todas estas personas reciban con prioridad la ayuda de un cheque de estímulo. So that these people can receive with priority the help of a stimulus check. Porque no sería justo. Because it wouldn't be fair. Si se implementa la lotería. If a lottery is implemented. No les voy a decir que los latinos hacemos el trabajo más duro de este país porque ustedes ya lo saben. I'm not going to tell you that Latinos do the hardest work in this country because you already know that. Yo estoy aquí para exigirles y decirles. I am here to demand and to tell you. Que se recuerden cada uno de ustedes la lucha que se tuvo desde el principio. To remind yourselves of the fight that's been going on since the beginning. Donde era 
un fondo para trabajadores excluidos, no había otro nombre. Where it was a fund for the excluded workers, there was no other name for it. Donde ya cambiaron el nombre Impacto Negativo. And now you change the name to Negative Impact. Y la pandemia fue Impacto Negativo a nivel mundial. The pandemic had a negative impact on a world level. Pero el impacto negativo lo tuvieron las personas inmigrantes. But the negative impact here was on the immigrant people. Además, ustedes no se han puesto a pensar que estos cheques de ayuda que le den a las personas. And uh, what's more, you haven't thought about these checks that you're giving to help people. Va a quedar en el desarrollo de la economía de Iowa City. Are going to go right back into the development of the con of the economy of Iowa City. Porque dónde piensan ustedes de que la gente va a gastar ese dinero? Because where else do you think people are going to spend that money? En los mismos lugares de Iowa City, en las tiendas de Iowa City. In the same places here in Iowa City, in the same shops here in Iowa City. Ahora no estamos de acuerdo que implementen la lotería. And we're not, we do not agree that you implement the lottery. ¿Qué es eso, señores? Hay que ser un poquito más serio con la dignidad de las personas. What is that? We have to be a little more serious with people's dignity. Lo que se prometo se cumple. What is promised has to be saw through. Ustedes saben. You know that. Si no, en un sistema de lotería, muchas personas van a quedar afuera. Otherwise, in a lottery system, a lot of people will be left out. Si quieren beneficiar otros terceros grupos de personas que no han luchado por esta causa. And if you want to benefit other people, a third party that has not been part of this fight. Tienen suficiente dinero para crear otro programa para que ayuden a otras personas. You have more than enough money to implement another program to help Lo other people. Lo que queremos es que no juegan con la dignidad de las personas latinas, inmigrantes que han servido mucho a esta sociedad y la economía de este estado. What we want is for you to not play with the dignity and the respect of the Eso Hispanic people. Eso es todo de mi parte, gracias. Who have given so much to this community and this economy. And that's everything. Thank you. Thank you. And online, I'm going to call Amel. Welcome. And we'll have that followed by Nicholas. Your mic is muted. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, sorry about that. <clears throat> um, first and foremost, I just want to thank Laura and Sean for their time yesterday at the Listening Post. Um, I would encourage you guys to have more of these in the future. It was really helpful to be able to engage with council members um, and hear what you guys are doing as a council, what you guys are working on behind the scenes, as well as make council members aware of the current issues some of the constituents have that you may not have even been aware of. Um, Mayor Pro Tem, thank you for being mindful um, of hearing all of your constituents and wanting to be as transparent as possible uh, during the discussion about the rules. Um, Janice, with all due respect, um, lots of people talking about the same topic means that that said topic is important to your constituents and respectfully i think that that comment you made during the work session was made in poor taste i'm glad you're all considering having another work session regarding these council rules and i'm asking you guys to please consider having listening posts that include the city manager the assistant city manager along with the city attorney present as well city attorney eric goers wants to inform the public on the rules and I don't 
know if I can figure out how helpful um, or how that could work because um, your social media coordinator can't even tweet the right times of the TRC meetings. Uh, they tweet them days after. Um, during the discussion about these rules, you guys talked about intimidation from disruptive commentators, um, but I'm worried about the intimidation of involving police in a public setting uh, where most of the time the presiding officer is black. They're undocumented immigrants speaking. Arresting your disruptive constituents is not the answer. You currently have more power in these hybrid meetings. You can mute people, remove them. All of that is better than anything after the first three bullets in Rule 23. Iowa City claims to be a progressive city. Rule 23 is anything but progressive. I'm really worried, embarrassed, and hurt by the discussions this council is having regarding public participation. Please, please involve your constituents in these discussions, and I'm urging you guys to do better, especially regarding Rule 23, and please think hard about what this implies the council feels about public comment. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nicholas? Oh, shoot. Um, I just realized I got my link from Nicholas's post, so that's probably why I came up as Nicholas. I'm not Nicholas. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Welcome, Taylor. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, my name is Taylor Cohn. Um, I just wanted to say I don't know how you're not embarrassed to say that that December meeting was disrupted. Um, the meeting went longer than it would have if those residents hadn't spoken, but they spoke during designated times within your time limits. Um, reacting to something so mild in this way makes you all look like you can't take the tiniest bit of pushback. All those speakers did at that meeting was advocate for a winter shelter and hybrid meetings. All they did was make you sit here in this room for a while longer. It might have hurt your feelings, but you know that that's part of the job that you do for the public. So those rule changes are unacceptable. And it looks very silly that you feel so threatened by your constituents using the proper channels to engage with you that you feel like you have to change the rules to prevent it. And I want to especially point out that the reason people don't talk nice to you is because they feel like you've failed them. They see things that council could do to help them and their neighbors, and they don't like that you haven't done them. And then they really don't like it if you refuse to do them. So if they already feel that way and you lash out at the public by approving these rule changes that make it harder for them to express that, do you think that things are going to get better? If you actually want your meetings to go more smoothly, if that's actually the goal of this, you would listen to what people want and actually engage with them. Like the listening post last night, that was honestly relatively really great compared to council meetings. It allowed people to actually have a conversation. So thank you to Councillor Burgess and Harmson for that. Um, if you wanna reduce tension between you and the public, limiting public comment is not the answer because clearly the problem is that public comment is just an insufficient method for interacting with the public inherently. So don't make it worse. Don't you know put restrictions on it. Don't put punishments on it. Find other ways to engage so that people don't feel like that's the only way they have a chance to be heard. Um, and above all, there must be no punitive measures. There absolutely must not. You do not want to use Des Moines as a model. I hope you saw the uproar in the media about some of Des Moines City Council's latest actions. Um, 
I have plenty of differences with several of you on this council, but I do believe to an extent most of you want to preserve some kind of healthy relationship with the public. And Des Moines has no such desire. They are hostile. They are even violent. They've had paddy wagons and SWAT teams at their council meetings. They've had residents arrested for standing silently in the council chamber. There's a video on the city YouTube channel because it's a public record of a police officer slamming a young black woman to the ground because she stood on a chair. It's horrible to watch. You absolutely do not want to take even a step in that direction for everyone's sake. And I'll say it, Mayor Bruce Teague, it's, tr it's clear that you want to arrest people. It is obvious. You've been pushing for this harder than anyone and talking softly and nicely while you do so doesn't make it any better that you're clearly drooling to punish people for having the nerve to inconvenience you. You even admitted that you want to target specific people in the work session, your exact words where you know this individual, you know it's their second time up. We all know the events you're referring to. We all know this Thank is about you. a specific person, maybe even a couple who Thank made you, you mad recently. So Thank I'm appealing you. to the rest of you. We'll have the next person come up in, inside the chambers. Welcome. Please state your name and city you're from. Hi, good afternoon. Mi nombre es Heidi Cortez y so vivo aquí en Iowa City. My name is Heidi Cortez, and I live here in Iowa City. Uh, on this beautiful afternoon that God has given me, para venirles a hablar, I came to talk to you. Yo soy una de las personas que soy rufera. I am one of the people that's a roofer. Eh, vengo a decirles de todo corazón, I came to tell you from the bottom of my heart que nos brinden y no nos quiten la ayuda que ustedes mismos nos han dado to please please give us and don't take away the help that you yourselves have offered que hay personas que nos quieren privatizar de esa ayuda poniendo muchos obstáculos there are people who wants to who want to keep us from getting that help putting a lot of obstacles in front of us y la verdad que es una ayuda que nosotros los hispanos nos hemos ganado con esfuerzo and truthfully this is a help that us uh, Hispanics have gained through hard work. Porque sin importar la pandemia y este hielo, hemos luchado a diario, si es posible, las 24 horas. Because not, no matter the pandemic or this icy weather, we've been still fighting uh, 24 hours. Y creo que no es justo que pongan muchas cosas para que nosotros aprobemos ese bono. And I don't think it's fair for you to put so many uh, prerequisites to approve this help. Aún sabiendo que lo necesitamos de todo corazón porque hay biles que pagar, hay renta, porque con este hielo que está, habemos muchos que no podemos trabajar. When you know that this is a help we need, we have bills to pay, we have rent. Under this weather, there's a lot of us that can't work. Cubrir medicamentos para nuestros niños cuando se enferman. We have to buy medicine for our kids when they get sick. Entonces yo en esta tarde les vengo a pedir de todo corazón que midan su corazón y pues no pongan ese obstáculo de tantas cosas que quieren poner porque no, como nosotros hispanos no vamos a poder llenar requisitos fuertes. And I come to ask you from the bottom of my heart to please uh, look inside your hearts and offer us this help without putting so many obstacles because honestly, a lot of us will not be able to meet these requirements. Yo les agradezco por haberme escuchado en esta tarde. 
And I thank you for listening to me this afternoon. Y les pido que mediten eso, de que no pongan muchas cosas porque nosotros no los podemos llenar. And I ask, parte. and I ask you to please think about this. Son muchos requisitos y la verdad que como muchos no queremos quedarnos afuera porque habemos muchas madres que no tenemos apoyo de nadie, solo dependemos de ese bono. There is a lot of requirements, and just like anybody, we, a lot of us don't want to be out in the street. We're single mothers. Uh, we don't rely on anything else. We're waiting on this help. Y aquí no estamos solo por mirarnos, sino que estamos luchando por algo que nos merecemos. And we're not here just so you can look at us. We're here fighting for something we deserve. Y nos hemos ganado de todo corazón. And something that we've truthfully earned. Porque hemos arriesgado mucho nuestras vidas trabajando duro para be poder hacer algo. Because we've really risked our lives working hard to be able to do something. Eso es todo de mi parte y muchas gracias y le pido de todo corazón que meriten del, desde adentro de sus corazones. And that's all that I have for you. Thank you very much. And I really ask you to look inside your heart. Que nos apoyen como hispanos y que no nos discriminen porque aquí solo venimos a trabajar no más. And to please support us as Hispanics and don't discriminate against us. We, we've come here only to work. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now I see Nicholas Tyson hand still raised online. I'm going to call Nicholas if he is there, followed by Dan Cobble. Welcome. Uh, good evening, Council. It is the real Nicholas, so thank you. <laughs> Apologies for whatever happened before. I don't know what that was about. Um, I just wanted to second what um, everyone has said with regards to what really should be the Excluded Workers Fund. Um, that's what it was originally conceptualized as. And frankly, the city should be using its $1.5 million contribution and the fact of that contribution to honestly push the county into doing what they themselves originally voted for. Um, but more specifically, I wanted to address the sort of the general tenor in, of how council has addressed the public in recent months. Um, I was actually really heartened yesterday. Um, I was one of the people who participated in the, the city council listening post with um, councilors Harmson and Burgess, and I want to thank them for, you know, listening to my rambling about housing and whatnot. And this, it was interesting because then the following morning, I read the rules changes that you all decided to, or that are still working on and may very well implement. And honestly, it was slightly heartening to hear various members of council sort of shy away from the idea of punitive measures, but Mayor, you particularly seem to have a real hard-on for this that I don't understand. And the way in which you have not only treated members of the public, but other commissioners, the way you treated the original constituency of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, its current constituency, the way you've treated people like Noah, the way you've treated people like Taylor, not me for some reason, I guess because you're frightened of me. But the thing is, you literally said in the work session, you know that individual. You are planning on targeting specific people and you have such a fucking hard on for punitive measures that you just can't wait to get somebody arrested. And honestly, 
I can't figure out why. Why? What have we done that has upset you so much? Why are you so personally irritated with us that you would want to sick the police on us? Why do you want to drag officers into that room? Hell, maybe even send the cops to our houses afterwards. I don't know. To, I don't, what is the great offense that we committed? Upsetting you? Because to be perfectly frank, in the meetings that you all think were disrupted, there was not a single disruption. And I'm really worried about a mayor being given so much latitude who can't even properly run a meeting. You have plenty of parliamentary powers available to you. You could have ruled people not germane. You could have ruled people out of order. At no point did you do that. And so the very fact that you didn't do that meant that every single person who spoke at those meetings was both germane and in order. So I don't want that person to be making unilateral ad hoc decisions about whether or not someone gets fined, whether or not someone gets arrested, whether or not a random police officer shows up at their house simply because they decided to speak in public before you. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, welcome. Uh, good evening, my beautiful council. Um, first, regarding excluded workers, uh, shame on the county ARPA team, specifically the snakes, Ray Forsyth and Donna Brooks, and shame on the supervisors for shafting excluded workers. There should not be a lottery system. Y'all voted to fund excluded workers, so fund them. Hold your ground, insist that the county use your funds in the manner that y'all voted for the funds to be used in. Help the people who helped you get through this pandemic. Now, I'm sorry, but based on your work session, it seems like there's a lot of gray area regarding meeting, meeting protocol. And it, it's really concerning because not even, I don't even think our council right now is a worst case scenario, but I think this sets the stage down the road. If, the, if different people who are super wild with how they clamp down on dissent are in office, I think it sets the stage for Iowa City to be very much like Des Moines. Um, it, and this allowed, like, this is y'all cramping down on folks making germane comments, criticizing the city, its officials, and its employees. The city attorney says y'all welcome criticism, but not personal attacks. Under the rules proposed, there is too much executive power given to the presiding officer who can subjectively determine something to be slanderous or personal. For example, there are many aspects of my arrest this spring that felt personal, especially regarding my treatment by city manager, Jeff Fruin. He literally gave the cops a thumbs up while I was being handcuffed outside his office. Now, this is my lived experience, but it would be extremely easy for the presiding officer to say, hey, Dan's reality is slanderous, and then shut down my remarks. This kind of thing has been happening in Des Moines, where Mayor County has been ruling folks disruptive for making legitimate criticisms about him, counselors, and city staff. Please, don't let our city become Des Moines, where the mayor and city manager's goons lock up critics. On a related note, folks should be able to bring up the conduct of city employees who are not public figures. That fact seemed lost on some of y'all during the work session. To a point made by Councillor Weiner, just because lots of folks show up with similar messages doesn't mean that the city should shorten their time. Like with the Excluded Workers Fund, there are folks with lived experiences, and those experiences need to be heard out. Um, I would just like to say, hey, y'all, 
let's just all sit down. Let's have a listening post or a conversation with the mayor, with the mayor pro tem and Councillor Weiner. And I think the city attorney and city manager probably should be there too, where we all just sit down, talk to each other, get to know each other. And I think doing that would allow us to move forward in a more informed and just move towards a better resolution to all of these issues. Cause y'all are good people. I like y'all. I mean, I know y'all probably don't like me, but let's talk about this. Thank, Thank you. you. In Thank unity, you. Dan Cobble. Thank you. Anyone else online? I don't see anyone. Anyone else in the welcome? Come forth, please. Buenas noches, honorables autoridades del condado de Johnson. Good night, honorable authorities of Johnson County. Mi nombre es Kelvin y vivo en la ciudad de Iowa City. My name is Calvin and I live in Iowa City. Bueno, de antemano agradecido con ustedes por por haber aprobado esta ayuda. I am very thankful with all of you for approving this help. Pero pues se viene con esta lucha desde hace mucho tiempo por 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 todo este grupo que ha estado en lo que es trabajadores excluidos. But the fight has been going on for a long time with this group that is for the excluded workers. Y solo pues queriendo que se respete lo que fueron los acuerdos y que fueron puestos por ustedes mismos a la hora de que se logró esta ayuda. And we just want the original agreement to be respected that you yourselves put in place of the original help. Eh, queremos nosotros como grupo, eh, con humildad y respetuoso de las autoridades, que, que tengan un poco de, pues, de compasión con lo que somos nosotros los inmigrantes. We want to ask you as a group, with all due respect and with full humility, to please uh, consider us as immigrants. Y como habitantes de esta ciudad que, que aportamos mucho a lo que es la ciudad y el condado. And as citizens to this city, we bring a lot to the city and to the county. Que la ayuda sea equitativa para todos este grupo que ha venido luchando desde hace mucho tiempo y que, que a veces, pues, la, las conquistas son así, dice, pero... Un grupo que ha venido luchando no merece que, que ocurran estas cosas. And this is a group that has been fighting for a long time. We've been trying very hard. And we don't deserve for something like this to happen. Entonces nosotros rogamos a ustedes como autoridades, ustedes que son los que pueden y encargados de hacer prevalecer la palabra de lo que es el condado de Johnson. So we're pleading with you, uh, the ones in charge, to please be sure that the word of Johnson County is made. No dejar de apoyar a este grupo de inmigrantes y a todos los que vengan llegando, porque realmente venimos a trabajar, venimos a aportar. And we ask you not to stop supporting this group of immigrants and anybody that wants to come in, because we're here to work and we're here to add to the community. Y como, como nosotros como grupo y como inmigrantes, pues nosotros queremos ser incluidos en lo que es este país y esta ciudad. And us as immigrants, as a community, we want to be included in your community in the city. Porque hacemos prevalecer, pues con esfuerzo, con trabajo, con dinamismo, aportando lo que es 
eh, monetariamente para que esta ciudad y este condado se desarrollen. Because uh, we're always contributing with hard work, with ourselves, with money to the city and to the development of the city. Y queremos seguir aportando porque nos sentimos habitantes de este condado y de esta ciudad. And we want to keep contributing because we consider ourselves a part of this city and a part of this county. Gracias por su apoyo y esperamos seguir sintiendo el apoyo de ustedes hacia nosotros. Uh, we thank you for your support and we hope that you will continue to support us going forward. Buenas noches. Good night. Thank you. Anyone else in present want to address a topic that's not on our regular agenda? Welcome. Okay. Good, Good night. My name is Jacqueline. I live here in Iowa City. Um, solamente quiero decirles que por favor no hagan esto una lotería. I just really want to ask you to please not make this a lottery. Muchas familias, si hacen esto como una lotería, muchas familias vamos a quedar fuera de ese programa. If you do it in that way, a lot of families are going to be left out of this program. Ahorita, a pesar de que supuestamente la pandemia ha pasado un poco, es una mentira. Habemos muchas personas que nos ha afectado, incluyéndome a mí, cuatro veces me ha dado COVID. Right now, even though the pandemic has passed, supposedly, it's not true. Even me personally, I've had COVID four times. Y la verdad que me ha dado muy fuerte y ha sido muy duro porque soy madre soltera con dos niños. And honestly, it's hit me very hard. It's been very difficult. I am a y, single mother with two children. Uh, creo que si, si esto se hace como una lotería, Creo que hasta yo quedaría fuera porque no cumplo con los requisitos que a lo mejor ustedes pedirían. And if this is done like a lottery, I think even I would be excluded from it. I don't think that I would meet the prerequisites that you would be asking for. Y creo que yo más que nadie por mí lo hablo porque estoy desesperadamente porque realmente ustedes cumplan con su palabra de darnos ese cheque de estímulo. Porque créame, no tengo trabajo, me quedé sin trabajo porque me dio el COVID y, y no he podido recuperarme al 100 que se diga. And, perdón. And I ask you this for my own personal experience. I am without a job. I lost my job due to COVID. I haven't fully recovered to 100%. Hasta el momento he tenido un plato en mi mesa de comida, pero hay muchas personas que no lo tienen y tienen niños y es muy difícil para ellos. Y tanto como yo, como ellos, esperamos este apoyo que ustedes van a brindarnos. Up till now, I've been able to have food on my table, but there are a lot of people who have not been able to. And just like them, I am waiting and needing this help. Por favor, solo eso les pido. No hagan esto una lotería y den el dinero lo más pronto posible. Hay muchas personas, muchas familias que lo necesitamos urgentemente. And that's all I'm asking for. Don't make this into a lottery and give this help as soon as possible. There are a lot of families that need this urgently. Eso es todo. Eso es todo lo que yo les pido esta noche. Gracias. And that's all. That's all I'm asking for. Thank you. Thank you.
Welcome. Hola, buenas noches. Uh, hi, good night. Uh, mi nombre es Lionel Ángel. My name is Lionel Ángel. Soy uno de los trabajadores excluidos de, de Iowa. I'm one of the excluded workers of Iowa. Vengo a decirle esta noche o tarde. I come to you this night or this afternoon. Sobre los acuerdos que se quedó sobre el, el estímulo del de meses atrás y hemos estado viniendo cada vez to talk to you about the agreement for the help that was agreed on a few months back and that we've been coming time and time again. Cada vez que se reúnen ustedes aquí, entonces uh, we come here every time you meet. And we want you to respect the original agreement that was talked about. And these decisions that were made without us or were made a while back, I'm not sure when to tell you. No estoy de acuerdo sobre el nombre que pusieron de trabajador excluido de Iowa a ponerle nombre impacto negativo. I'm not, I'm not in agreement with the change that you made, changing it from an excluded workers of Iowa to that negative impact. Hoy los vengo a decir de que o pedirle de favor o como les pueden llamar I come here tonight to ask you as a favor, or however you want to call it. Que no cambie ese nombre. Nosotros somos trabajadores excluidos de Iowa. To please not change it. We are the excluded workers of Iowa. Entonces, o otra cosa es, no tienen por qué integrar otras organizaciones u X personas que no sean de trabajador excluido sobre el estímulos que se dio. And another thing, you don't have to bring in a third party or another person into this thing that has to do only with the excluded workers. Esta noche todos nosotros estamos aquí para pedirle que se respete eso de, del estímulo que se quedó meses atrás acuerdo a todos. Tonight, we're all here to ask you to please respect the decision that was made before. Que eso estímulo sea para, especialmente para organización de trabajadores excluidos de Iowa. And that the help, the stimulus be given to the excluded workers fund. Solo les pido esto, que no cambie o que no ponga X persona que no, que no estuvieron a... En ese, en, en nuestro reuniones o en nuestra marcha, como pueden decir. So, please uh, don't change it and don't include other people that have not been a part of this fight and that have not been there with us the whole time. Porque nosotros hemos estado aquí luchando. Because we've been here fighting. Reuniones tras reuniones con ustedes. Uh, meeting after meeting with you. Para pedirles este estímulo en apoyo a nosotros a los trabajadores excluidos to ask for this stimulus and for this help to the excluded workers otra cosa es 
ustedes o no sé, se han, se han, se han puesto de acuerdo a ponerle una barrera. And another thing, I don't know if you have come to the agreement to add obstacles. Al darle ese estímulo como un como ponerle un juego de de ajedrez de o de lotería como lo pueden llamar. And turning this help into a game of chess or a game of a lottery, whatever you want to call it. Para ver a quién les toca. Just to see like who might get it. Y saben ustedes de que no todos aquí presenten. You know very well that not all of us even here present. Tiene ese requisito que usted pedirán. Can meet these uh, prerequisites that you might ask. Porque nuestra situación emigratoria uh, no nos permite para eso. Because our immigration status might not allow us to. Entonces esta tarde yo les pido de favor. So this afternoon I really ask you as a favor. Que nos den ese estímulo a nombre de trabajadores excluidos de Iowa to please give the stimulus in the name of the excluded no workers of Iowa. And don't add uh, X people or persons o who have not been involved. Que no de con or any organization that was not helping us. Muchísimas gracias y espero que ustedes nos respeten esa decisión que se hizo. Thank you very much and I hope that you respect the original decision. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Thank you. Would anyone else like to address a topic that is not on our agenda? Welcome. Hello. Hello. My name is Noah. I live in Iowa City. And uh, what am I here to talk about? Um, well, first and foremost, uh, to uh, just like in here, solidarity with the exclusive workers to like actually have an exclusive workers fund specifically for exclusive workers. So the people who were excluded are not excluded once again in the program that was set up because of that exclusion. You cannot like create a program that was set up to like, address that exclusion and then exclude the very people you were like the entire reason they exist. That 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 needs to be fixed. That needs to be addressed, settled, cleared. It's very clearly not settled right now that's why this is been tough the past few meetings have been like this tumultuous not knowing what like what's actually going to be going on for these people and then obviously i'm going to address your uh, work session nonsense uh bruce this is a personal attack you are a clown i don't know why you want to arrest me so badly and others for advocating for a community i want i want to know why you want to arrest me so badly like what, what, what is it? Is it the fact that I cared that my friends were left to Richard, were left to elements than Richard, Rachel and her coming? I told you you had blood on your hands when you did nothing because you did nothing. And y'all are lucky that you don't have blood on your hands because we got lucky that the wind that the storm did not affect our city badly. It's nothing as you did because y'all didn't do crap. Y'all just sat there in silence and you accepted it. Because you do not see, apparently, you do not see the humanity of the houseless community. 
If you did see the humanity, you would do something about it. You've had three meetings now about procedures and how, oh, they've been so disruptive the past meeting. People are just so disrespectful to us. The disrespect to you is because you sat on your ass while there's a derecho coming and people had no shelter and the city did nothing about that. You did nothing. You've had zero meetings about that censor to address how to get housing people, how to shelter people, but you've had three separate meetings on how we can punish people who come here to talk to you. And you think that's okay? I, I, like, I wanna know like, what, what goes on in your heads that says, okay, my priority is meeting procedure. Gotta make sure everyone's nice and civil, but screw those people who are living on the street who are left in elements literally die. And, but your, your concern is that I don't come here, and I, I know that you don't come here, we, we, aren't, we aren't the nicest with the words we use. When our little friends are being left out there to die because the city does nothing, while the police department can drive around in their tank, they can tear gas us, they can commit more war, war crimes, and they get millions and millions of dollars a year, year over year over year. Yet someone comes to this meeting, demands shelter for people who need shelter, you. and you Thank will you. have meetings and you want to arrest people who oppose that. Look Thank into you. your damn hearts, have some humanity, and address that. Thank you. That's all. Thank you. Anyone else like to address a topic that is not on the agenda? Seeing no one, I'm gonna close community comment. And we are on to item number nine, which is planning and zoning matters. 9A is rezoning 421 East Market Street. Councilor Burgess will recruit herself. Rezoning 421 East Market Street is an ordinance rezoning approximately 0.13 acres of property located at 421 East Market Street from commercial office to mixed use. And I'm gonna open the public hearing. And I'm gonna start with comments from our staff followed by um, questions from council. And then I will open it up for public discussion after that. Welcome. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Danielle Sisman, Development Services Coordinator with Neighborhood and Development Services. As the mayor stated, this is a rezoning application for property located at 421 East Market Street, shown on the slide highlighted in the white boundary. It's generally located on the south side of East Market Street, across from Mercy Hospital, which is to its north, and the Mercy Clinics and parking, which are to its east. Um, the owner has requested that the property be rezoned. The building is currently uh, vacant. It does contain office space on the ground floor with apartment space on the second floor. The requested rezoning would allow the uh, property owner the flexibility for, the, um, for uh, renting the first floor also as residential. This shows the current zoning in uh, two colors here. The highlighted property in black is the subject property. It's currently zoned uh, CO, commercial office, which is the same zoning as the property to its north and east, that kind of palish color. Um, the requested zoning is to a mixed use district, which is also adjacent to the subject property to the west in the kind of more rose pink color. Um, 
both the commercial office and mixed use uh, zoning designations are intended to buffer uh, and transition between uses, primarily buffering and transitioning from higher intensity commercial and office uses to residential uses. They're both the same in that way. However, the mixed use designation does allow for more residential housing types, as well as I mentioned, a ground floor residential occupancy. This table lays out uh, a little bit of those uh, allowed uses. It does show on the upper right the variety of um, housing types in the mixed use district that are absent or would not be allowed in the CO district but for above commercial. And the bit of the flip-flop between some uses um, where some are allowed in one district but not in the other. Overall, this change in use is really uh, considered by staff to be fairly minor mostly because the uh, uses that were be flip-flopping and not um, allowed under the new zoning really aren't present and would not be expected to be present on this property anyway due to its small lot size and its location on the inside of a block. Also, what it would be giving up, which would be a use for hospitals or use for clinic space for the hospitals, hasn't really materialized over time as a need in this neighborhood, and therefore removing the property from that type of use would not be a, a great impact. As with most rezonings or all rezonings, when we review the criteria, there are two main criteria that staff reviews. First one is consistency with the comprehensive plan. The second is compatibility with the existing neighborhood. In regards to consistency of the comprehensive plan, the, prop the subject property uh, is um, designated on the uh, future land use plan or the uh, district plan, the central district plan for office and commercial use. The rezoning of the property to mixed use allows, like I said, some flexibility to still permit commercial use, but to expand the uh, ability for housing. Uh, this exhibit shows the future land use plan of the, of the Central Planning District, and you can see highlighted here in that blue oval the subject property, uh, really just on the boundary between two different types of, of proposed future uses, a mixed use and a commercial use as well. Um, as far as compatibility with the existing neighborhood, um, the mixed use zoning can be found in this neighborhood. Um, type, this structure type is very common in this neighborhood. Overall, it's a very compatible uh, change in use. Uh, the next steps, as I like to lay out for you all, um, uh, includes this rezoning highlighted here. If any major exterior changes or uh, building construction were to take place, those following steps would be handled through staff reviews of either a site plan for changes to the site or building permits for changes to the building. Uh, the applicant did hold a good neighbor meeting in December, and based on the review of the relevant criteria, staff did recommend approval of the proposed rezoning with no conditions. At its January 5th uh, meeting by a vote of 5 to 0, the Planning and Zoning Commission also concurred with staff's opinion and recommended approval with no conditions. Because there are no conditions, there's no CZAs so that does not need to be signed. Um, that concludes my staff report, and I'm happy to answer questions. Thank you. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, please come forth. If you are online, please raise your hand and I'll acknowledge you. Welcome. Hi, Sandra Style. I'm representing the client on this one. Uh, Danielle pretty much said it all. So if you have any questions, um, just adding on to a little bit of what Danielle said. Um, our client has 
also suffered or felt the effects of COVID and renting commercial space, which is apparently quite difficult right now. Um, so that's primarily the driver behind this rezoning request. But if anybody has questions. Thank you. I actually have one question, sorry. It's a really simple one and it may have already been raised. Is the client looking to sell right now or they just want to rezone no. in order to be able to attract additional tenants? He just wants to be able to attract anybody to rent it out. Thank you. Yep. Great. Anyone from the public like to address this? If you're online, please raise your hand. In person, please step to the side and there's a sign in. Seeing no one, I'm gonna close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to give first consideration? So moved, Thomas. Second, Harmson. Now I wanna make sure, is anyone inclined not to vote in favor of PNZ? Okay, all right. Council discussion? This, this seems like a relatively modest change in terms of uh, zoning. It, it does seem to me that, um, you know, one of, the, one of the issues, aside from allowing residential use, is how does the building, the existing building, uh, relate to the, to the public right-of-way? And it, it has, I think, the qualities that I would associate with residential on the ground floor. It's elevated off the, um, the street or sidewalk elevation in a similar way to the residences to the east and it has a similar setback from the right-of-way so it's I think it at least from a frontage standpoint it has a, a reasonable relationship to the public right-of-way on the west it's it's bordered by a parking lot not ideal <laughs> uh, but the apartment building has further to the west has a similar relationship to that parking area uh, but overall I think um, it, it makes sense to kind of open it up to other uses, and so I'll be approving this. Hearing no other comments, roll call, please. Uh, Burgess, recusing. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Motion passes six to zero with Burgess Recruzo or one recruzo. We're on to item number 10, which is Iowa City Public Works material storage bins. This is a resolution approving project manual and estimate of cost for the construction of the Iowa City Public Works material storage bins project. Establishing amount of bid security to accompany each bid, directing city clerk to post notice to bidders, and fixing time and place for receipt of bids. I'm gonna open up the public hearing and I'm gonna invite staff followed by any, um, yeah, staff, welcome. Good evening, um, I'm Melissa Klo. I'm a special projects administrator with the engineering division. Um, I've been working on the material storage bins project for a few years now. Um, the Iowa City Public Works facility um, has been looking to expand the salt storage 
area um, since 1998 when work began to develop the current public works site on Gilbert Street. And since there are new council members, we thought you'd, we'd step you through the development of the public works site uh, pretty quickly. So in 2000, the Streets Administration building was uh, first constructed. Um, after that, we hired a consultant to look at a programming and master plan in 2005. At that point, we had the salt storage building as well as these material storage bins included with the master plan. In 2009, we moved forward with the construction of the salt storage building. Um, originally, these bins were included in those plans, but uh, were not part of the bid package. The warm storage building, fuel facility, and exterior washout were added in 2012 through 2015. Um, site, uh, the animal shelter was added to the site in 2015 as well. Site master planning um, with our current consultant occurred between 2015 and 2018. I'll go back to that. Um, and then as you all know, the new public works facility phase one uh, was started in 2018 and was completed in 2020. So now in 2022, we're looking at finally adding these material storage bins. Um, future phases, as you can see on this slide, include equipment and transit, refuse, um, as well as some office space and vehicle storage. As a quick background, um, the exterior material, exterior, exterior material storage that exists on site is not covered, I have it pictured there on the bottom slide, and is no longer performing as intended. Um, the original design was included with the salt storage building in 2010. It was included in the public works facility phase one that was bid in 2018. They were omitted from both of these projects during value engineering efforts due to budget limitations. The current exterior storage is made up of a gravity wall system, so um, not typically designed for the use that, that we're currently, um, we currently have it set up for. Um, another item to note is the DNR stormwater management guidelines require exterior storage of salt and sand to be covered. Our base bid includes one bay of covered storage with an alternate for a second bay. Um, the design also includes uh, more lighting. As you know, our crews are out there working 24-7 through ice and snowstorms, um, and that's one of the big things they've asked for is more lighting to help them while they're out there working. Um, we've also included storm sewer to address current drainage issues adjacent to the salt storage building and to get water away from this facility. The benefits of a covered storage include um, the prevention of material loss to rain and snow, keeps material dry and protects it from freezing. Um, sand and salt clumps up and makes it difficult to load and spread. And then the flexibility to carry more salt through the summer months if it's not all used in the winter 
If it is used, we then have the ability to store topsoil, compost, and other materials. The estimated construction cost is $400,000. Um, we're holding the public hearing tonight. We plan for the bid opening to occur on February 23rd with an award date on uh, March 2nd at that council meeting. Construction would start uh, June 6th with final completion at the end of October. Are there any questions? None, but thank you. Thank you. Great. Anyone in the public like to address this topic? If online, please raise your hand. Seeing no one, I'm gonna close the public hearing. And can I get a motion to approve, please? So moved, Weiner. Second, Taylor. Council discussion. I have a, I just, sorry, I do have one question um, about the, the, the calendar, actually. Um, in the last slide, it said the bid opening would be February 23rd, and then um, the award would be March 1st. Um, can somebody walk me through or at least define bid opening? That seems like an incredibly short window of time, if I'm understanding what bid opening means, as like this is when you're putting this forward. Right. Well, we have plans and specifications that we're approving with this motion tonight. And then okay. um, plans and specs will be available to contractors tomorrow. Okay. And so then they'll have the next three weeks to look at the plans and we'll open bids from them on February 23rd. Okay. And so the actual then decision to make the award based, if I'm, I'm yes. walking myself through it, it's also that it has to go lowest bid if I'm... Correct. There's not a lot to the process once the bid has right. come in. Gotcha. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Any other questions? All right. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If online... Please raise your hand. Seeing no one, I'm gonna close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to approve, please? Mayor, we already did oh, have a motion. We already did that, already closed it. Okay, you, <laughs> sorry. All right, I get where we are. <sighs> Council discussion, any other discussion? Any discussion? I don't have any comments other than it was uh, it was interesting to see kind of the evolution of the of the yard public works facility over over time. I will say, John, that actually my response, to, or as I was watching that, it was like, wow, it's not merely a facility; it's almost like a mini campus. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that area well, and it's been really well maintained and integrated, along with you know things that the public likes to do and by the animal shelter. So it's kind of neat how it has evolved, but yet it's not obtrusive and mm -hmm. uh, it seems like it makes a lot of sense to have that all centralized all right if no other comments roll call please harmson yes taylor yes teague yes thomas yes weiner yes alter yes burgess yes motion passes seven to zero Item number 11 is utility easement conveyance, lot 37 Parkview Terrace, subdivision Iowa City, Iowa. This is a resolution authorizing the conveyance of a utility easement to Mid 
American Energy Company, across lot 37, Parkview Terrace Subdivision, Iowa City, Iowa. I'm going to open up the public hearing. And we'll invite Jeff. Yeah, we don't have a staff presentation. We can certainly answer questions. This is a fairly routine item, but it does um, uh, require the hearing. Uh, essentially, we're looking at upgrading our electrical line to a lift station that we have, and this is uh, kind of in the near the uh, lower city park area. All right. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, please come at this time and raise your hand online. Seeing no one, I'm going to close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to approve, please? So moved, Burgess. Second, Alter. All right, council discussion. Roll call, please. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Motion passed to seven to zero. Item number 12 is CPRB expand membership. This is an ordinance amending Title Eight entitled Police Regulations Chapter Eight entitled Community Police Review Board to increase the composition of the board from five members to seven members. Could I get a motion to pass and adopt? So moved, Taylor. Second, Thomas. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, please raise your hand online. And if in, in, in present, please uh, step to the podium. Online, welcome Dan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, my name is Dan Cobble, and I would just like to talk about um, just CPRBs and just kind of like what we know works with them and what we know doesn't work with them. Now, the point of a CPRB is basically to look at a situation that happens with police in an unbiased manner, right? So if you have somebody who's worked with police, who's a former police officer, Someone who not only is a former police officer, but um, like worked on the same police department that they're reviewing, you can't trust that person to be unbiased. And because, I mean, it's, it's just unfathomable because they're a part of the same culture that creates the problems that they're gonna be reviewing, right? So, I mean, it, and not only that, but if they're from the same department, they're going to be reviewing their former friends. I mean, I, it, it, it's a big conflict of interest. So I think that the council needs to make sure that there are no former police officers, no people who have been with the, with the department. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else like to address this topic? If online, please raise your hand. If, in pre if you're present, please step to the podium. Seeing no one, council discussion. I'm glad that this is uh, coming true now. Um, and I do like the emphasis on the diverse membership uh, that's talked about in there, but that's with hopes that uh, there will be a diversity uh, in the applicants. That's not always possible. But then um, in response to that a recent caller, uh, this is still just, it's not mandated that it has to be someone, a police officer. It's just suggested and may be appointed is, is the wording. Um, so 
we have to show good cause why we wouldn't um, appoint someone who did apply that was perhaps some law enforcement background. Uh, but I think, on the other hand, a police perspective might, might be helpful to some of the members on the CPRB. But again, stress that inclusion of the police uh, professional is not mandated. I have a few, few thoughts. Um, and when this initially came out as uh, a recommendation from the CPRB themselves, uh, I had some misgivings and then felt assuaged and felt that my answers, the answers were there that that, that had a logic to it um, about having someone who sort of knows the ins and outs and can help provide some um, guidance about what guardrails are, um, as well as a, a, a different perspective, and it's one vote of many. Um, I have to confess that it just, it hasn't sat right with me throughout. So um, I realize I am in the minority here, but I just wanted to put that out that I think that if we look back, not only in terms of any kind of longevity of career or of engagement or activity, um, any one of us uh, looking back in that, we, we do have a lot of knowledge and experience in a particular way with whether it's community engagement, our own careers. Uh, and I think ultimately it is very difficult to separate out some of those experiences with then issues that may come before you or before any of us putting ourselves in that role um, to be able to separate ourselves out fully and truly and with as few teeth as there are uh, to a CPRB in this state right now. Um, with all respect to my colleagues, uh, this is something that I'm actually not okay with. All right. Any other comments? Roll call, please. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? No. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Motion passes six to one. Item number 13 is Farmers Market Insurance. This is the ordinance amending Title 10 of the City Code entitled Use of Public Ways and Property. Chapter 11 entitled Farmers Market to require all vendors to carry insurance. This is second consideration and staff is requesting expedited action. I move that the rule requiring that ordinances must be considered and voted on for passage at two council meetings prior to the meeting at which it is to be finally passed be suspended, that the second consideration and vote be waived and that the ordinance be voted on for final passage at this time. Second, okay. Thomas. Seconded by Thomas. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, please raise your hand. If you're online and then if you're in, in person, please come to the podium. Seeing no one, council discussion. Roll call, please. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Motion passes seven and one. Could I get a motion to pass and adopt? So moved. Second. Moved by Weiner, seconded by Alter. Any um, roll call, please? Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? 
Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 14 is downtown SMID amendment. This is the ordinance amending title three, finance, taxation, and fees. Chapter seven, Iowa City downtown self-supported municipal improvement district. Section four, operation fund of the city code to conform to the amendments in Iowa code chapter 386 regarding multi-residential properties. This is second consideration and staff is requesting expedited action. I move that the rule requiring that ordinances must be considered and voted on for passage at two council meetings prior to the meeting at which it is to be finally passed be suspended, that the second consideration and vote be waived, and that the ordinance be voted on for final passage at this time. Second. All right. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? Welcome, Dan, online. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Oh, hi. Um, I would just like to say that I think it's really important that we invest in the South District. And I think that a lot of the changes that would go along with the Schmidt are good. But I just want to be mindful of the negative effects that may happen with it along the lines of gentrification and other such things. Just to be just so everybody can kind of keep their eye on that and make sure that does not happen with the changes. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else like to address this topic? Seeing no one, council discussion. Roll call, please. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Can I get a motion to pass and adopt? So moved, Thomas. Second, Taylor. Roll call, please. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 15, assessment schedule. Resolution adopting an assessment schedule of unpaid mowing, cleanup of property, snow removal, sidewalk repair, and stop box repair charges, and directing the city clerk to certify the same to the Johnson County Treasurer for collection in the same manner as property taxes. Could I get a motion to approve, please? So moved, Burgess. Second, Alter. Anyone from the public would like to address this topic? If so, please step to the podium. If online, please raise your hand. Seeing no one, council discussion? I just had a, a clarification question, because uh, of course we've seen this on our agenda many times, and but I'd never seen the phrase uh, for the item, refuse special pickup. Uh, I, I know recently I saw that uh, persons can contact the city to pick up heavy objects like couches and things like that. Is that what that's in relation to? I just had never seen that on our list of assessment schedules before. And there were four of them this time. Is that? Uh, no, I believe that that is what it's it's for that, you know, they call and have that pickup. Then they're billed for that. And they hadn't service. paid the bill. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've used it, but I pay my bill automatically online. So it was automatically deducted the next time, but not everyone pays their bill automatically. Right. Right. 
Any other discussion? Roll call, please. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 16 is announcement of vacancies previous. Applicants must reside in Iowa City and be 18 years of age unless specific qualifications are stated. Civil Service Commission, one vacancy to fill a four-year term, April 5th, 2022 through April 6, 2026. Applications must be received by 5 p.m. February 22nd, 2022. Housing and Community Development Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Applications must be received by 5 p.m. February 8th, 2022. Airport, Re Airport Zoning Board of Adjustment, one vacancy to fill a five-year term. Airport Zoning Commission, one vacancy to fill a six-year term. Board of Appeals, Building a Design Professional, one vacancy to fill a five-year term. Historic Preservation Commission, East College Street, one vacancy to fill a three-year term. Historic Preservation Commission's Jefferson Street, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Housing and Community Development Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Senior Center Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Vacancies will remain open until filled. We are at item number 17, which is city council information. So any, any reports? The only thing I'd say is that I know that all the precinct caucuses are this coming Monday evening um, and encourage people, what, what, regardless of your political party, encourage everyone to participate. Probably worth an additional reminder that uh, if you are a Democrat, you'll be doing it virtually um, uh, in, the, in Johnson County. I had a couple of items. Um, I think we didn't report on it at the last meeting, but Mayor Pro Tem and I had visited um, one of the South District uh, homes that the city had purchased that is being renovated by the cons Women's Construction Confidence Course. I might have that name a little wrong. Um, but it's a collaboration between uh, Kirkwood, City of Iowa City, um, MMS Consultants, I believe, uh, was supporting it. And we got to speak with the women who are participating in that course, see them in action. Uh, it was demo day, which was pretty exciting. Um, but just hearing the uh, those who were there talking about why they were taking the course and what they were gaining from it was just really, really wonderful. Um, so I'm grateful that we have that South District Home Ownership Program so that we have those houses available and thank you for that collaboration. And then the other thing was uh, Councilor Harmson and I had the listening post last night, which was we agreed it was fun. It was definitely fun. Um, really good discussion with people. I was asking Kelly, I think we had 14 folks uh, who attended, not all there at once, but um, that was great turnout I thought um, for an event like that and it was you know people could come and go as they wish but uh, we had a lot of really excellent discussion just very open format kind of free free flowing and um, yeah got some really good feedback from people so Kelly gave us a form with some notes or kind of a format for notes that we can provide to you so we'll pull something more together but just wanted to encourage you all to do one because it's it's great Really glad we started them up again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would echo that. It was a, it was a really good experience, um, and it was the format for, for a back-and-forth uh, kind of conversation. Um, and for people that are tuning in, the listening posts have two council members, so we can, we can do that because we're not, you know, we don't have, uh, in, a, in a formal meeting, we can't do that kind of thing just off the cuff and on whatever topic you want to talk about because we're a deliberative body. And so the, one of the advantages of the listening posts and having two council members there and only two is that we could do that. That, was a for, that, is, that is like the ideal format for that kind of conversational uh, as opposed to a business meeting uh, such as this. I, I just wanted to mention, and I, I missed the opportunity during our discussion of the information packets, but uh, the, uh, the minutes on the Ad Hoc Truth and Reconciliation Commission meeting of January 20th, it was, it's noted that it, um, Ron Wakabayashi spoke, mm -hmm. and uh, it was really a moving uh, presentation, so I would recommend anyone who hasn't seen it is on the council or in the public. Uh, I, th I thought it was a really, uh, really moving and, and um, comprehensive understanding of what happened uh, during World War II with, uh, you know, Japanese citizens of the United States who were basically in concentration camps during the war and um, the movement after that to try to come to some you know, a concept as to how to issue reparations and reconcile with that experience. It was really very moving experience. I would just follow up with that as well, um, that one of the things that was the most amazing to me was that the story itself was the teaching and the demonstration of what truth-telling is and about how through narrative and through telling stories there were these connections made and it was a story of struggle too uh, between generations um, of misgivings and the way in which he was able to tell this story um, really I think was incredibly illuminating but also like really um, pedagogical for a lack of a better way to put it but I mean it really showed a path forward of how with patience and determination and a heck of a lot of work um, you know people can come together and and be stronger for it and so I felt like it was um, a, a moment where uh, I felt like that there's a path forward here and um, it, it, I just echo what you were saying John it was it was really fantastic and it was I feel like sort of you know first time caller you know <laughs> type of thing but it was you know first time listening but certainly not the last um, I had one other thing, but I didn't want to step on you. I just wanted to add to what you had said. No, I, that was it for me. Um, I was able to actually zoom into the League of Women Voters, their state legislative forum for the local officials here. And um, it, too, it was really uh, interesting, a lot focused on education. The sort of the, the context was sort of, we've been a week in, what do you think? And what's coming up? And it was not very, um, there was a lot of, uh, discouragement, I think, but also a lot of determination. But uh, one of the things that I thought m might be something that we could take up, I'll say it really briefly because I know we can't get into it, but um, I posed a question about, you know, how cities in, in this backfill that we're feeling. And in fact, one of the legislatures said, oddly, there hasn't been a whole lot heard from cities to the state about this situation. So it seems like 
maybe this is something that we could talk to lobbyists or whatnot about. It seems like there's an opportunity, maybe. So. Yeah. Any other comments? All right. We are moving on in our agenda to item number 18, which was a report on items from city staff. We'll start with our city manager. Nothing tonight, Mayor. Our deputy city manager. I don't have anything else. Our city attorney. Nothing for me tonight, thank you. City clerk. No, thank you. All right, we're at item number 19. Can I get a motion to adjourn? Move. Second. Moved by Alter, seconded by Burgess. All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? We are adjourned.